This is our segment we call On the Rack, where we have had a little time to digest and absorb a topic we've discussed before, and uh, we're going to come back and revisit a little bit and talk about either things we learned, things that we got wrong, what have you. So, uh, our Yugo episode, right? Anybody have any thoughts on, on the Yugo that we learned? I still want one. Still want one? Wow. I don't want one as, I mean, given that or the citation... Given that those were our, our, those were the things we were comparing since those are the two episodes. Can I walk there? <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah. How long will it take to hike? I feel like a, a cheap bicycle is probably a better option than all of the previous versions. That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really true. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I have watched a video or two on um, Yugo's Now. And, um, yeah, no, I, I think I've actually kind of lost the taste of a Yugo because they're, they're so poorly designed that doing any repairs on them is frequently infuriating. Wow. Uh, one, one video I was watching was, uh, attempting to fix a, uh, leak in the, uh, fuel filler neck, which apparently is just about impossible to reinstall in the car in the correct orientation um, because you have to like rotate the whole tank in. Um, they, they built the car around the filler neck. Kind like of. It comes down the line and they start attaching things to it. Well, and the, and the neck is yeah, sure. The neck is soldered on and it's at an odd angle and it goes through two panels that are bonded together. Yes. Like it's, yeah. and that's just one example. And I'm sure it's made of like Wait. tissue paper grade Soviet steel. Sure. That, you know. <laughs> I did find something out. Apparently, a couple of years ago, Edmunds, the car website, mm-hmm. actually bought a Yugo for a long-term loaner because they were tired of not being able to penalize editors who didn't have things in on time. <laughs> so, so, so their problem was, we, we only have fun stuff here. So it was like, you know, editor, you didn't get us your review on time. Your penalty is to drive the Viper home. Oh, so yeah. they didn't want to do that. So they're like, guess what? You're stuck with the Yugo for the weekend. Get your shit together. <laughs> um, and they drove all the way from L.A. to Boise to pick it up. Apparently, Boise, <laughs> Boise apparently has like um, in the, the the Yugoslavian diaspora in the 90s when Yugoslavia kind of imploded and, and a lot of people moved here. Yeah. Um, apparently, two of the spots they wound up were Boise and St. Louis. And St. Louis actually has a huge Bosnian neighborhood. And yeah. It's really neat. Great yeah. delis, great food. Um, it wasn't too far from where we lived when, when we were living in St. Louis. Um, so, yeah, they went and bought a clean, fairly clean Yugo um, <laughs> and trailered it back to L.A. So they could, I don't, I don't, I don't have any closure on it, but I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to give a plug out for our, our, the book about the Yugo we referred to, Alex and I were talking about on our last episode. It's called The Yugo, The Rise and Fall of the Worst Car in History by Jason Vuick, V-U-I-C. Jason, I hope I'm not butchering your name. It is a fantastic read, um, especially amongst automotive stories, which yes. sometimes maybe aren't the best written or edited. This is actually a, a page turner, even if you don't give a crap about Yugos. So yeah, it was good. go to Amazon, grab it. It's good stuff. So Alan, you mentioned that uh, the GV in the model, the Yugo GV, <laughs> stood for 
depending on when you read the literature, it stood for either good value or great value, whether it was the earlier literature mm-hmm. or the later literature. I am dying to know, did it go from good to great or did it go the other way around? Well, I think we all know it went from great to good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked around because we talked about the tire size on the 145-75 R13 tires, and those are not very well available today <laughs> should you have a Yugo still running around and yeah. it only needed tires and that this is the last thing you needed. I went to maypoptires.com, not a sponsor yet. I really wish that they would get on board with us here. <laughs> And uh, they cost about $68 a piece. And uh, that's about, that's a pretty cheap tire in today's world. Oh, but uh, yeah. used to be used to be cheaper. But uh, anyway, you can still get, there was one option mm-hmm. on the website. One. I'm going to guess it's some brand we've never heard of. <coughs> I'm, I'm it's, sure it was. It's, it was, uh, it's Nankang's cheap distributor. Like, triangle tires. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mucho Mucho. Triangle has four sides. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra. And uh, Alan, you... Uh, you referred to Malcolm Bricklin as a fertilizer salesman in the negative connotation, and our comments are blowing up. I can't keep up with the text, <laughs> emails, and comments section. Dude, you pissed off the fertilizer lobby. The fertilizer industry is mad. He wasn't actually a fertilizer salesman. It was a... It was a well, I've got something to say to the fertilizer lobby. Holy shit! Somebody watched our show! This concept baffles and infuriates me. <laughs> Alright, we're beating a dead horse with the Yugo now. We've learned everything we could, so that'll wrap it up for this segment of On the Rack. Eat a moon pie. <laughs>